0: You're listening to The Average Sports Guy's podcast with Eddie and Marcus.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. This is Marcus and Eddie. We're back. uh, Episode 27 of The Average Sports Guy's podcast.
0: Bente siete.
1: All right, so week 17 just wrapped up, final game of the season. So yes, sir. we know where everybody is as far as the playoff um, spots are concerned, who has a first-round buy. Uh, we know draft order, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. Coaches have been fired. Some have been hired. Uh, But before we get into anything else, we'll go ahead and go down the list of uh, scores for week 17. Mm -hmm. And do you have that pulled up or?
0: Yeah, the scores for week 17. Yep. And I'm going to actually save my birds for last because I got a little bit of rant to do today. Um, So let's go ahead and get started for um, week 17. So starting off with the Browns, um, I think they were at Bengals. It was 33 to 23 over the Browns, which is weird to say, dude. Like, the Bengals <laughs> over the Browns. Like, let that marinate with all that talent on that on that offense, and you really couldn't do much. Like, mm-hmm. that's a shame. Um, moving on, we have um, Dolphins at Patriots, and the Dolphins beat the Patriots. And I actually watched that game. Um well, did you? I did. Uh, yeah. Um, Tom Brady really couldn't do much. Um, there wasn't – I mean, granted, they did put up points late. I mean, Tom Brady's going to do Tom Brady things. Julian Edelman's going to do Julian Edelman things. Um, even their receivers, um well, I forget that rookie's name right now. Um yeah, they I mean he made Nikhil Harry. Yeah, Nikhil Harry, yeah, name? that kid that kid can play, but I just don't think they have enough to go make a deep playoff run. So mm-hmm. I mean, but we all know that the Dolphins have had their number for the past, you know, few years. So
1: Yeah, um, I mean I said it on the last show, like I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins win. Right. Um because for some reason it just seems to happen. Um I did see that pick 6 that Brady threw early in the game. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, Patriots just look flat, but I I wouldn't assume they would come out looking like that, you know, against the um Texans, but right. I mean not excuse me, uh, Titans. But we'll see. That's crazy.
0: Um, the Bears twenty-one nineteen over the Vikings, um, and I don't know if you saw any of the news coming out of Chicago, but they decided to stay with um, Trubisky, Trubisky and Nagy, and they fired everybody else.
1: Yeah, I didn't think they were gonna fire the coach.
0: Nah, he's actually really good. I just think a, a lot of it has to do with quarterback play and execution, mm-hmm. and hopefully they bring in guys to help Trubisky out because he's been. I mean, he's he's at times he's been really terrible, and at times he's been really really good. So mm-hmm. I mean, they think there's something there. Um, Chargers uh, and Chiefs So Chiefs obviously beat the Chargers 31-21 It's literally Pat Mahomes in that offense Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is potentially I'm sorry, this is potentially uh, Phillip Rivers' last game At least as a Charger Um, He seems like he still wants to play But I don't know if anybody's going to pick him up For a starting job, maybe a backup position To help mentor a young guy Um, That's pretty much it
1: yeah, I I think it was his press conference or something I watched or heard. I did see that. And too. he was basically saying, you know, he still wants to play. Absolutely. All that type of stuff. If I'm San Diego or san diego geez, old habits die hard. If if I'm <laughs> if LA. I'm LA, um I would look to see who who I can get in as a replacement. Mm-hmm. Um because you can't go through another year of that. To me, I feel like he's going to regress even more mm-hmm. next year. I mean Again, I mean, we sit here and, and and we talk and we say whatever. I mean, that's what all of us do, whether you're a podcast, radio, reporter, right, um, analyst on TV, whatever. We just truly don't know. But, I mean, you saw the decline over the last few seasons. To me, this was – even if it wasn't statistically because I don't have his stats pulled up, nor am I too much interested in just the stats. But it's like even if statistically he had a decent year, it just – he didn't look – he just looked old. He looked really old. Like you know what I mean? Father
0: Time definitely caught up with him. Right. And and, yeah. and
1: that's my point. So I would venture to say he's out as yeah. far as the charges are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he could probably find a mentor backup role. Right. Somewhere. I mean, hell, he can go to New York. Uh he could it seems go to like Eli will be on his way out. Yep. Um so I mean it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up, but yeah. I I wasn't surprised clearly mm-hmm. that they lost that game. Absolutely. Jets over the Bills, 13-6. to six. Yeah, I didn't put much stock into that game because they did pull uh, – the Bills took out um, – Yes, they did. Who's their quarterback? Is it Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Yeah, they took yeah, him out and playoffs. all. I mean, yeah, because them winning wasn't going to change where they were. Where and them was. losing wasn't either. So it didn't make you know, sense. Yeah, I didn't pay one bit of attention to that game.
0: Yep. Packers 23, Lions 20. Um that game was closer than I would have liked it to be. Like that's that's scary. Yeah. Um the Lions are sitting there with a backup quarterback who's been spotty at best. Mm-hmm. Um and they were getting off trick plays and all kinds of dumb stuff and I'm yeah. sitting there like Y'all supposed to be the Packers. I get it. You know, you can run on the Packers and all that, but it was just there's just certain spots in the game where I'm just like,
1: come on. Yeah, it did. It did seem at times that in that game there was a lot of like sleepwalking going on. Oh, I absolutely. I did, I did watch most of that game because again, the Redskins plays at, uh, played at four thirty. Right. Um. So th- they were the one o'clock game. Uh. So I watched most of that. Uh. Yeah. It was closer than I would have liked to have seen. Um. But like I said, it, it just kind of seemed like. They were kind of going through the motions, right? Until it got late, and then they were like, "Oh damn! Like we're about to lose." Uh, okay, all right.
0: We <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, you know, put that you know that S on his chest, and, and definitely did the thing. Like I really, I mean, Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does in most games, but yeah, it was way closer than I would have liked. Um, the next one, Saints uh, and Panthers. I mean, it. Come on, I mean that was a barn yeah, burner. Straight barn burner. I mean, if you actually sit there and look. At the Panthers minus Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. they look god awful. Like it looks like they are not even an actual NFL team. They look JV as hell. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we all expected this to happen. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Falcons at Bucks, um, that was actually a pretty close game, but in retrospect, it it also speaks to Jameis Winston and what he's done throughout his career. This dude. Mm-hmm. Finish the season with 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions like he doesn't know whether he wants to be like a pro quarterback or some bum sitting on the bench like that <laughs> makes no sense to me like that's crazy to me yeah he almost reminds me of
1: kind of like rex grossman oh, where dude, like comparison. i always i always say his like ratio is one to one and you know what i mean um he go do something really great and they do something really stupid right yeah and and Jameis kind of fits right in in that same category um what's interesting to me is at times like you said i mean you really do see like a skill set that he he could elevate the team to the next level yes, and i don't he could. necessarily mean winning a super bowl i feel like he's that type of quarterback where they would need like his team would need like a vicious defense mm-hmm. to help carry him absolutely um, but you see it it almost just seems to be like mindless mistakes. It, that's you know all it mean? is.
0: It's it's almost like, you know, I keep referencing this in every podcast that we do, but like his decision to walk out with the crab legs and not speaking to nobody. That's how he plays as a quarterback <laughs> on the damn field. Right. Like he's like, I know it. it's like he it's almost like Tony Robo X, but worse. Like he's like, I shouldn't throw it there, but I'm going to do what I want to do and still throw it there and try to make a huge play. And it ends up being a pick.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, y- to me, this is the last year I would roll with him. I, I believe he's still under contract. I don't know the yep. details of that, but I mean, I would just like push him up against the wall and say, "Hey, look, hey man, like you're gonna do it our way. Like enough is enough. I don't know what you're doing. And like, it's wake like, up." And you have a top tier head coach, like you have
0: an offensive mind in Arians, dude. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, you can't. It's like you really can't ask for a better coaching situation in in in, in the league. Like, no, what I mean, you...
1: look at look at when Arians took over and um indianapolis because Bruh. uh what was the pagano yep had the health issues so yep. he had uh he was pretty much out for that season bruce arians took over didn't the colts almost get to the afc championship yes, game did. that year yes, and i believe did. luck was a rookie yep, yep. so
0: i mean again or even look what he did with the cardinals like that's true you know what i'm saying like he yeah. was balling with the cardinals yep but it's one like i said he's shooting himself in the foot because he's in a pretty decent situation yeah he is all right um i'm gonna jump to titans um at Texans. um they were still playing for a playoff positioning i think weren't they both of them yeah i think both of them were um it was so the titans ended up winning 35 to 14 um Hill dude yeah. That dude's a problem. Like, I, like yeah. I, I said it on the last podcast, for yeah, whatever reason, he works with
1: this offensive scheme. Right, this is the best I've ever seen him. Right, which which we both had talked about last episode. That's what we were saying It's like, yeah, it's, it, it sucks because like. When he first left Miami and mm-hmm. went to uh to to Tennessee, I was like, ah oh, man. Then he was back up because it was Mariota and yeah, all that. It was that. Mariota, but I was just saying like, man, if he can get another shot, so it's actually good to see that that he's doing well in that in that offense. And they it, they can mess around and and upset and, some people and do some damage. And beat the Patriots
0: absolutely because if you sit there and think about it, it like, also helps
1: have a beast
0: run game. I was was just about to say that. You got Derrick Henry, who is a specimen of a man who trucks people, and if you give him a little bit of space, it's over. He's he's taking it to the house. He's got good speed. He's got crazy speed. Alright, moving on, we have Redskins uh, at Cowboys. Um, Cowboys 47, Redskins 16. Um, I saw parts of this game, mainly because I was watching more of my own game. Um, For whatever reason, Dak's shoulder... Didn't hurt him as much anymore, which is really funny to me. Like, he was mm-hmm. stiff-arming cats, and they were playing hard. Michael <laughs> yeah. My, Michael Gallup balled out. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, where did this come from? Like, I don't understand. I guess because they were sitting there, and they were playing for a playoff spot, I guess. we well, got that see, extra boost. But at the same time, I'm just like, you. this is the definition of your season. Like, you're, you, you guys are 8-8 eight and eight for a reason. Like, you'll show up, and then you won't show up. We're against good teams. You guys wet the bed. Or above 500 teams, you'll wet the bed, and then you'll go out the next week and actually do something. Like the only team that they beat that was above 500 was the Rams, and they're literally a mirror image of the Cowboys as far as talent Mm -hmm. and expectations and underachieving. Right. And that's exactly what they were. I mean, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I think I picked the Redskins for this game just off of heart. Right. But I mean. Talent
1: wise, this is what you should see from the Cowboys pretty much every week. Well yeah. And and that's the thing. And going into the game, remember I was telling you like I almost wanted to watch the Ravens game because RG three was right. starting first starting in right. three years. But I mean I'm never gonna not watch my boys. So yeah. um and then it was them against Dallas. So you'd always like to see that victory. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean, I will say Michael Gallup had a heck of an athletic I do catch in the out. back of the end zone. Yeah. Now, granted, I will say Looking at, I don't know if you got a chance to see when they flashed like the inactive list or whatever for the Redskins. I think it was like 25 people. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So most of our second, matter of fact, just about all of our secondary were people we just signed that week oh that makes sense then landon collins wasn't in dunbar wasn't in oh no yeah nicholson wasn't in wow yeah nobody was in that game would have been way closer then well right and (laughs) so i was like okay like i didn't expect much you know one way or the other Mm -hmm. i knew case keenum wasn't gonna you know move us down the field Mm -hmm. um i will say though that steve sims jr did do well i hate that end around bull crap that they do um because if if you study any kind of film on the Redskins and you see the only time we ever run that play is when he's in, mm-hmm. and you know if you see him come, you know in motion on the other side or right. sweep the, you know sweep to the opposite side, mm-hmm. you you already know what it is, so you keep a linebacker home, so they shut right. it down, right? Um, but outside of that, he had a couple good catches and, and and things like that. So I mean, I was pleased to see him basically get to put one more game on film because he was right. an undrafted. Free agent. Yes, sir. So for him to come in, oh, excuse me, for him to come in, I think uh, he started on the practice squad, matter of fact. And then because Trey Quinn got hurt, they brought, they elevated Steve Sims mm-hmm. uh, because they basically are the same player and and those who can't see me i'm doing air quotes um but he's more of an impact player than trey quinn was so there you go the way i see it when it comes down to roster moves and shakedown at the end of the year uh whenever well new regime now however they figure that out i don't expect to see trey quinn Mm -hmm. um but i do expect them to retain um sims or yeah so i mean we'll see but like i said outside of that i had like zero expectation of the game right um So, yeah, I mean, Dallas was thumping their chest all day. That's fine because they beat us. You Mm -hmm. guys ended up winning. Mm -hmm. They still don't get to go to the dance. So, I mean,
0: I think the rest of the division was happy on that one.
1: Yeah. And honestly, and without getting too deep
0: into it early, like I'm interested to see what your team looks like next year with the regime change. Mm -hmm. Because when you bring in, uh, well, a new GM, when he gets there, you got a head coach and a new defensive coordinator. And you know that as a player, everybody's on notice, yeah. Which usually elevates the entire squad. So, like I said, I'm just interested to see what the, what your team looks like next year.
1: Yeah, and I'll break that down a little bit uh, as far as the details we know are confirmed that I've been tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, at, towards the end of the sh- towards the end, end of the, the show.
0: show. <laughs> all right, so we have Steelers at Ravens. Ravens twenty eight. Steelers ten. I mean, we saw this happening. I mean, the Steelers are decimated. Um, Shout out to like I said this before, Mike Tomlin, to Tomlin yeah. with what he's been able to do with like his fourth quarterback and yeah. all those injuries, oh, yeah, and uh, and, and uh, their running back James Conner coming out like in and out of every other game, and I mean Juju doing what he can. It's and shout out to that defense for holding down the fort with Ben right. being out like that, but I mean, I mean like he I th-
1: basically tried to make a five star meal with expired groceries, right? He's you know he's, know what
0: what he's doing what we're doing, but we're, we were actually we actually had a little bit of a lighter schedule and um a little bit more successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Colts at Jaguars, Jaguars 38, Colts 20. I did not see this game. Mm, yeah, I didn't either. But, I mean, the score speaks for itself. I'm pretty sure Chip Minchi was still, was the quarterback mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. So, I mean, they did what they had to do. Um, Raiders at Broncos. Yo, shout out to Drew Locke, man. <laughs> um, This kid can ball. Um, I think they are, Unknowingly, actually hit on a decent quarterback. Like I said before, um, I'm interested to uh, follow this franchise a little bit closer going into next season mm-hmm. with a full off season. Yeah, and uh, you know, and with all the changes in the draft and seeing what they do to get this kid in a better position, because mm-hmm. um, they have uh, they have no Fan out there as a tight end. They still have who who I I thought honestly
1: his name would be called more often right this year. So mm-hmm. yeah, so. Going into next year, you would you would think that yeah they would be much improved.
0: Absolutely, um, and they also have a good running back. Um, defense has always been there, so uh, yeah, I'm interested to follow them next season. So we have Cardinals at Rams. Um, Rams 31, Cardinals 24. Mm-hmm. I think Kyler Murray's getting better with every single snap of every single game. Oh yeah, um, I think this is gonna this team's gonna be more of a problem uh, next season than they were this season. Uh, because the game is slowed down for Kyler, and this is the second. This will be the second full season this head coach will get, and he'll make some adjustments and, and improve on that
1: offense. Yeah, and you would definitely like to see some more offensive pieces there. Oh yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Because Larry's, I mean, Larry's going to be Larry, but you can only count on him for so long before he decides, all right, cool, I'm going to hang out these cleats. Right. And was and then this also last get, year, or did he say
1: he's coming back?
0: I don't know if he's coming back, but they will get. Because their, their running backs, um, shoot Johnson, right? Because he was out, he was out most of the season. So he's always hurt. He's always hurt. So he'll be back next season, and that's only going to improve the offense. So,
1: um, but yeah,
0: I mean, like I said, you really can't. I mean, you can depend on him when he's on the field
1: and Larry Fitzgerald. But
0: I mean, how much longer are you going to have him? You don't
1: know. Yeah, I just feel like they're nowhere near a complete team, and I say that because I, you know, root for a team that is basically in the same boat. they, they do need some, obviously, some help on defense, but like I said, maybe some off- offensive line help right. um, and definitely another weapon or two Absolutely. Would, would help. And as long as you can secure a good run, like a decent run game mm-hmm. to keep a defense honest, I think that's going to only help Kyler as well because now you're not going to be asking him to make a, a ton of throws. 100%
0: um Niners at Seahawks um Niners 26 Seahawks 21 and this came down to the very last play where a home bowl got stopped at the
1: one and he right. literally had to like if he would have just it like was rolled like inches or, away he was literally inches he away he tried cuz when he caught it and he got hit he rotated his body in oh, air yeah it, but I mean he came and it was just short just
0: short and and it was it was conclusive in my opinion but um yeah, the it, Niners
1: definitely looked a little bit more vulnerable this game than they usually do. Yeah, but I want to go back to the play before that when if the Seahawks would have challenged that play, it would have had oh, come yeah. from the booth. They would have gotten pass interference. Yes, they would have. I and was the just ball like, would have been at the goal line. I'm
0: like, what are you doing? Right. I completely
1: forgot about that play. Yep, there's that. And then if they had awareness of what was going on when Marshawn went out, they were fourth and one. Mm-hmm. Um, Were they – I think it was fourth and one. They were basically at the goal line, and they got the delay of game, which That's gave right, them that, that f- five-yard penalty, yep. and then they struggled to get it in, and then there was that final play. But, yeah, I mean, they had the opportunity to put San Francisco away. Yes, they did. So, to your point, San Fran did look vulnerable. I mean, th- that was a well-fought game. I was, I
0: was a, it was like – Russell Wilson said that was a heavyweight fight.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was good to watch. Um it was a great game to watch. We called it last last episode that it, that would be the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it got flexed for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was, I mean, it was, there's not much else you could say other than it was just a hell of a game. Right,
0: definitely. Now, the game that I've been wanting to talk about um, on this show was Eagles and the Giants. Giants. Um, shout out to Nate Faust, a friend of mine, listens to the podcast, gave me this gen. It was a Boston TD party, bro. Um, shout out to Boston Scott. Um, shout out to the Eagles coaching staff for continually making adjustments, continuing to find guys on scout team that actually are worth something. Um, shout out to the entire coaching staff, even though I criticized the crap out of these guys (laughs) all season. Um, they are resilient dude there's no other way to say it this is a resilient december team like it's one of those teams where you think that they're, they're that they're that they're actually out and they're not um towards the back end of my soliloquy and what I'm going to say uh there's a bunch of records that were broken um team and with Carson Wentz but I'm going to break down some of the stats real quick so Boston Scott 19 carries, 54 yards, three touchdowns. Miles Sanders had nine carries for 52 yards, and that was right before he went out. Um, he actually beat out um, Josh Jacobs for um, the most scrimmage yards as a, rook for a for a rookie in the NFL this year. So, in my opinion, he should be rookie of the year this year. Um, great job. It just and sucks that we
1: have Terry McLaurin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, receivers. Um, boston Scott four catches, 84 yards, bro. And most of that is yak, but... Dude, dude's a like a legitimate circle. Button I don't, I don't there.
1: never take that to me. That's crazy. To dude. me, I care more about yards after the catch then than do I do because ca- yeah. I don't want to say anybody can catch a fifty-four yard bomb, but hell, anybody. That's in the NFL As a wide receiver can, Or a pass catcher can, catch. can go down the field And catch the ball Get hit and fall down When you can get the ball In a little bit of space And you can shimmy And, and make somebody uh, miss Like Boston right.
0: Scott was Like that was crazy That circle button spin move Because uh, 41 he spun I don't know the not know the wrong that was their way. safety He had to do dead the 41 had him dead the rights And he hit that circle button And tried to get to the Tried to get to the end zone But Is that, that the one where he spun The wrong and, way Yes yeah. Oh it, dude That, that was, was crazy dying. And it's like But
1: he lost two steps on that And he, <laughs> yeah. he got tackled. Two steps before the end zone. Two steps but for the end zone. Still, now, I think he was out of ha- gas at that point too. But what either way, what a heck of a catch. A heck of run. a
0: catch. Good, four catches, sixty-five yards. And he had this one crazy damn near basket catch going out of bounds late in the game. Uh Perkins, four catches, fifty yards. And this dude is like a hybrid tight end big bodied receiver, dude. Um had that long drag route across the formation for the touchdown. Um Deontay Burnett, dude had two catches, forty eight yards. This kid has burners too. Like this kid is quick. Um, Greg Ward, six catches, 43 yards. This dude has been the definition of consistent since Alshon's been down. Um, Some of the game notes that I took, Um, the, one of the bad things that really made me upset was I, did, I don't give a fuck Doug Peterson inside the 40 on our side of the field decides to go for it on fourth and seven because he's that <laughs> cocky. But I, it's like, I love it, but then again, I hate it because it's like, if you don't get it, you're just like, Doug, you should have punted it. Yeah. But that also goes to show you how much faith he has in his guys because every team... Will tell you this, like if you're if you're if you're like teetering on possibly going for it or no matter what fourth fourth down or whatever, actually it doesn't even matter at this point. There are players that are in your ear that's like, coach, yo, let's let's go it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go for it. It's whatever. And he's one of those coaches that she like, you know what? I'm gonna trust you guys. Let's go get it. And that also speaks to, you know, that relationship that our coaches have with our team. Um the defense stacked the box with eight with eight guys, and dared um, Saquon Barkley to beat us. And he you, you can count on Saquon Barkley for one run, crazy run a game, where he threw up the peace sign. Matter of fact, I got a text from... Uh,
1: I think he's still running right now.
0: Right. I got uh, a text from uh, my, my brother-in-law, um, Zaman, and he's like, oh, this, that, third, Saquon Barkley. And I'm like, I'm sitting there. I didn't reply because I'm like, the game's not over yet. We talking about Carson Wentz here. Right. But, yeah, um, that was a crazy run by him. But for the most part, we shut that man down. Just mm-hmm. like in it, like I said last week, we're going to run the same game plan we had for um, Ezekiel Elliott for Saquon Barkley. We're going to drop a safety. We're going to keep eight in the box and force Dan- uh, Daniel Jones to beat us. Um, our corners started to actually look back towards the ball, bro. I don't know if you, saw, mm-hmm. I don't know if you I saw a lot of that, but we were batting balls down, looking back towards the ball on those deep routes, and we were making great plays. Um and I'm going to mention this towards the end of my my, my little soliloquy here, but Maddox, LeBlanc, Douglas, McLeod, Jenkins, and Epps, who's a guy I have no idea about, but he rotates in from time to time for McLeod. Um, they're battle-tested, dude. And I said this last season when we played the Saints and the Bears in the playoffs. That experience is going to help us out in the playoffs now because they know what that energy's is like. Um, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um... Golden Tate did have that crazy helmet catch, but there was nothing you can do. <laughs> he had three steps on Rasul Douglas, and he literally caught the ball on the side of his helmet and his shoulder pad. Like, that was crazy. Um, but where the game pretty much was sealed was the bobbled snap by, um, by Daniel Jones. And then um, it was the sack fumble with Malcolm Jenkins. Fletcher Cox caught the ball, took the ball, and then ran towards the one, fell down. Yeah, that's the one that sealed the deal there. Yeah, The the game was over at that point. And then at the end of the game, I mean, the the icing on the cake was Sidney Jones' interception. But let me get into um, some of the records Carson Wentz broke, because there's been a lot of people been giving this guy crap for no reason. He is the only quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards and not have a 500-yard receiver. That's a big deal. All while breaking Donovan McNabb's passing record for the Eagles, all while becoming the highest um passing yards quarterback for like breaking that franchise record for the Eagles, which is a big deal. He is the Carson Wentz is the only quarterback to throw 20 TDs and seven or less interceptions in three consecutive seasons. And the last two two of the seasons he was hurt. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, it's crazy. Um, so to all those Carson Wentz haters, please stop it. Um, dude played for a full season. He put this team on his back with nobodies, practice squad guys, scouts of the scouts, guys who was working at Wawa and Walmart the week before and getting it done. Um, going back to this coaching staff. Um, Eagles are one of four teams to make it to the playoffs, and three out of. Oh, and and three consecutive seasons. Um, The only other teams that have done that are the Chiefs, Pats, and the Saints, bro. That's crazy. Um, Since 2000, Eagles have made the playoffs 13 out of 20 years. Mm -hmm. That also speaks to the front office in that franchise. Right. We're doing good things. Um, We're the first team in NFL history to go to the playoffs with a record of seven or seven or worse. (laughs) Um, That speaks to the resilience of the coaching staff in that front office and the rest of the team. Like, we don't quit. Um, and only Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, ha- as far as the Eagles franchise goes, are the only coaches that have gone to the playoffs in three out of the first four years as a head coach. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Um, this team is resilient, dude. Um, I'm actually I'm actually going to give us a shot to actually beat the Seahawks in Philly. Um, and as far as the injury report leading into this week, um, there's a surprise on this injury report. Zach Ertz is actually practicing and going through walkthroughs. I mean, granted, he has this big old donut padding situation around his midsection, which I don't know how it's going to impact him being able to catch and actually run and do stuff, but he wants to play. Uh, Johnson, Jalen Mills, um, Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, Sidney Jones, Avanti Maddox, they were all um, limited for the most part, um, but in my opinion, they're all going to play. Um, I think we're going to be as healthy as we're going to be um, going into – the playoff game against the Seahawks, but I'm excited um, to see what we can do. Um, our front seven has been amazing. Um, Cox, Jernigan, Turner, uh, Kern- Jernigan, uh, BG, Barnett, Curry. Um, Nate Jerry stepped up this season when Kamu went down. Um, Nigel Bradham, and even Vinnie Curry, uh, as of late within the past five games, getting sacks. Um, and I think the biggest thing that's going to put us over the edge is um, is you know our our tenacity and not caring what people think this whole underdog mentality that we've been having for the past um few seasons but I'm going to save more of that for when we're actually talking about playoff games but shout out to my eagles and stepping it up and silencing the haters.
1: Yeah, I mean, so to kind of what you were just talking about, as far as when it comes to Carson Wentz, um I almost look at it like he's getting the Tony Romo treatment in the sense of this. In the sense of this. He, to me, is an above-average quarterback, which Tony Romo has been. Um, Obviously, Tony Romo was a huge, easy punching bag because he played for the Cowboys. Right. Right? Um, I think Carson Wentz kind of fits that. I do think his skill set, though is good enough and then especially with the team around him but more importantly the coaching staff absolutely to get him to that next level mm-hmm. a la the Super Bowl right. although it was Nick Foles because Carson Wentz was hurt right I will say in my opinion I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than than Foles hence yeah. the reason Foles is not there mhm now, I can see why some Eagles fans and then just some football analysts around the league would say, you know, did they make the right decision with keeping Carson Wentz? Should they have kept Foles? I think you guys struck lightning in the bottle with Foles. But if he was your full-time guy going forward, you would not be in the positions that you're in. Nope. I think it would be the opposite. Look at what he did in Jacksonville. Yes, sir. He got benched. Yep. So that's really the only real true comparison I can I can give it is just the Tony right. Romo treatment. Yes, he puts up the stats. Yes, he does this. So that's why, you know, we're not – we being the Washington Redskins aren't in the playoffs. We're not in the postseason. So I don't have any ill will towards your team. So you – to me, the way I see it is you silence all that and all the critics and the haters, whatever people want to call them, by just winning in the postseason right um i will say whether it was you know the eagles or the cowboys if we were in a different division you clearly wouldn't be in the playoffs not at all you see what i'm (laughs) saying so but 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 the way that the playoff structure is right somebody has to get in Somebody had to go so the way i see it is you guys have basically been playing playoff football for at least the last three weeks yep so hats off to you guys right um you know it'll it'll be a tall task you know to obviously beat seattle yes sir but if if i had to bet my money on whether it's you guys or dallas to beat them on paper yes i think we can both agree dallas has the better roster absolutely but you look at the hunger of the two teams dallas just kind of just laid an egg yeah they just laid an egg they're you can almost see the guys just packing it in. And then you look on the Eagle sidelines during the games when I would flip to it or it would pop up because of a big player or whatever. Like you look at the sideline and you guys are engaged. You guys are like wanting to be out there. You're playing for a purpose. Um, So to me that does speak volumes. That tells you that the coach has the locker room. Yes, he does. You know what I mean? There's not a bunch of dysfunction. Nobody's happy all the time, no matter what locker room you're in. Right. Um, But, it really does speak to that. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, mm-hmm. I, that's to me is why you guys are playing this weekend and Dallas mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not. Yep. So yeah. Um, having wrapped up week 17 and all that, that was, let's go ahead and get into the wild card. Yeah, man. Um, Playoff scenario, which starts this Saturday, the yes. AFC plays. Yes, sir. And then the NFC plays on Sunday. Yes, sir. Um, I have Buffalo at, um Texas. Yeah. Who you got? I'm I'm picking
0: I'm picking with my heart on this one. I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans. Um especially if JJ Watt plays. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be enough of a, a difference maker on that defense to kind of stifle what Buffalo does well, um which is running and um you know, getting pressure on Allen. Also, like I said, uh, in my opinion, with DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, and uh, Deshaun Watson and that offense, it's literally a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Um, If they can get separation, if he can continue to make good decisions, they're putting up crazy points. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the fact that Buffalo has a super tough defense, I really haven't seen too many defenses stop DeAndre Hopkins because he's that good.
1: Right. Okay. So I'll say this. I agree with you with uh the Texans that's who I'm picking um the reason I would say that is just what you said now you're talking about a good defense the bills have played pretty much lights out defense all year right yep the Texans did work on the Patriots yes right? they did they do have a better defense than the bills mm-hmm. I I do say um as long as Watson doesn't make a bunch of mistakes taking sacks right. Um, losing a bunch of yards on sacks, I've seen that with his drop back. He'll do he that. he won't get rid of the ball um, as long as he can play smart, play within his skill set, and just play football. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll have a hard time beating the Bills. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not taking anything away from the Bills. We we have to pick a winner, right? Because um, that's a good team. Um, no, um, for, for sure. Shout out
0: to McDermott for what he's done with that franchise. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I mean, that's that's my pick. Um, since there's not too many games, I'll even. Predict the score. I'll say 34 to 24 Texans. I was going to call it a little bit closer because just, it's the, the playoffs. Because it's okay. the playoffs, and I
0: anticipate a few mistakes. Somebody got to get their ass kicked. Right. I, like I was going to say 28 playoffs.
1: 24. Okay. There you go. Yep. um The next game we have Patriots Titans. um I'm going to go Titans on this one. You and me both. Go ahead. Reason being is. I don't care if the Patriots lose. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's almost like the NBA. Like you get sick of seeing the same two teams Mm -hmm. going to the Super Bowl, or you know that's football. But the NBA Finals, you know what have you? So when there's a different team, you're just kind of excited. Um, But I do think back to what we were talking about a little earlier. The way Tannehill is playing, the way Henry is running, I do think they have enough to keep that defense honest and off balance yep so
0: and derrick henry is more than a grown man um have fun bringing him down and i think they're going to use the run game to wear that defense out and my my biggest point um from what i've seen from the games i've actually watched tom brady play um in the past even last season with this guy, um, if he saw blitz, you usually ended up paying for it. That has, that has not necessarily been the case this season. No, because he doesn't really have a hot route. Right, so if they continue to blitz and recognize that Tom Brady doesn't have that hot route like you said,
1: um, it's gonna be a long, long game for New England, and
0: that's what I'm anticipating.
1: Right, so to me, the perfect scenario would be them losing in the first round at home. Right. Um. And they put up the stats I mean, pretty much everywhere, right, right. that uh, New England has never made it to the Super Bowl without having a first-round bye. Yes, sir. We can go ahead and continue that, and I'm 100% okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's obviously been talk about, well, is Brady going to come back if they lose or if they win, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I don't even care. That game is Saturday mm-hmm. at 8-15. Right. I'm ready for that one. Absolutely. Um, but then I can also see the Patriots winning, you know, clearly. Um, Belichick and his coaching staff are not stupid, clearly. They're, they're not. Dumb. Um, They they know who their opponent is. They've probably already watched all their games all this season twice. So, yep. I mean, I look for it to be a competitive game. It it They won't look like they did against the Dolphins. No, they won't. So... But like I said, I'll give the slight edge to the Titans. I see them winning. I would say, honestly, twenty-one 20 mm-hmm. Something like that. Some last minute miracle, whether it's on defense or offense.
0: Yeah, I can you know, I'm just gonna stick with that score. I think that's a pretty fair
1: assessment. I like that score. All right. And then which brings us to the NFC on Sunday, we have Vikings at Saints. That's at one o'clock. Let's go rematch. Yeah. Let's go rematch. Um For me, I'm
0: going New Orleans, man. You're dealing with a Drew Brees who's had like six to eight games of rest and still has an arm with a Michael Thomas and a stout defense that hasn't showed me any reason to not believe in him. And Kamara. I was about to say that. And you have Alvin Kamara who's taken a majority of the reps. A man's a problem. He's been dominating this season. Um...
1: And let's talk about that X-Factor, Taysom Hill.
0: Taysom Hill, absolutely. Um, You know they're going to run some type of crazy gadget play where he's going to be split out receiver, tight end, whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: He's going to get yards. He'll be returning kicks and everything.
0: All kinds of crazy stuff. And one thing that um, they do well is make sure they get Michael Thomas Somehow in single coverage or even in double coverage, making like Drew Brees will make that perfect throw to make sure he gets the ball. And there's nothing you can really do to stop that man. Like you can double cover, it doesn't matter. He has, he just runs great routes. So Minnesota in that dome, um, this time I don't see them winning, especially because they have. Kirk Cousins has their quarterback and we know what happens when that dude gets it under those bright lights.
1: Yeah. So he fits into the Tony Romo thing as right. well where he, he'll, he'll put up stats. He plays well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, would I have been mad or upset if the Redskins were able to get a long term deal with Kirk Cousins? No, no. Um, because I feel like a broken clock is right twice a day. There you go. So you would think at some point luck is going to bounce his way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to happen against the Saints for Mm -hmm. all of the same reasons that you said. Um, I just don't think they have enough on either side of the ball to really get it done. I am going to stick with Kirk Cousins in a late-game scenario doing something that he shouldn't do, throw a pick, take a sack when he shouldn't, sack, fumble, something. Mm -hmm. Um, But I it almost looks to me like the Saints are really firing on all cylinders. They really are. They obviously are playing, and now that we're entering the postseason, they are going to be playing angry because they did get shafted last year. Yep, um, against this team. I think pretty much everybody is in agreement. No, 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 against the Rams. Remember, dude? Oh, um, yeah. What was that? That was last year. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm talking about the year before with um, – that was our – I'm sorry, 2017. My fault. Yeah,
1: that's – that was the game they with Stefan Diggs M- yeah, in that's Minnesota. R- that's right, and yeah. um,
0: Stephon Diggs had that crazy run back and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah, my fault.
1: But no, either way, the Saints the Saints are firing on all cylinders, man. And yeah, I don't. I I mean, I just think the Vikings are gonna be a casualty of that. Oh, absolutely. So I'll even predict that one. I'm gonna say thirty four to seventeen.
0: Oh wow, I was gonna say 35-14. Oh, there you go. They're pretty close. The
1: same. Just because I, like
0: I said, I don't think they're gonna f- they're gonna be able to stop that offense. No, not no. all. All right, and then uh, Marcus's game of the week. Let's go. <laughs> we have Seattle at Philly, and it's funny because I'm looking online right now, and Google, and the NFL has Seattle with a 54 percent advantage, and I'm pretty sure they're like a one point favorite. Um, Seattle coming into Philly, but also the Seahawks. I think they're like two and four. On road playoff games, um, since Russell Wilson has been there, or um, or within the past four, five seasons, or whatever, six, whatever. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and you know I'm gonna go, I'm gonna roll with Philly, um, just because with well, I would past hope so. Oh yeah, <laughs> just because <laughs> just because within the past four games they haven't. I mean, regardless of who gets hurt, they haven't given me a reason to not pick them. I mean, you're possibly dealing with no Ertz. Brandon Brooks has a a dislocated shoulder he's done for the season. There's no Alshon, no Aguilar, but nobody cares about that because we've been 4-0 since he's been down. (laughs) Um, No Deshaun Jackson, who could come back for the next round, which will be nasty. No Kamu Grugier-Hill, no Sproles, no Jalen Mills, and nobody really cares about Aguilar because he's going to get blown up all season. Um, And we still find ways to win. We pick up guys like Boston Scott, um, Robert Davis, uh Deontay Barnett um Greg Ward and Carson Wentz has been playing lights out and people I don't know if they necessarily forgot but Jordan Howard didn't get that many reps last game he was only in the game for one one maybe two plays um Jordan Howard is still a bruiser and it's one of those things where I'm like Doug Peterson uh, Carson Wentz this offense this defense has yet to give me a reason to not believe that we can win this game or that we're not going to win this game um they come out yes Carson Wentz does miss some throws but at the end of the day what does he do he gets the job done he wins he dominates our secondary like I said last year they have the playoff experience now to go in there and shut stuff down or at least limit Metcalf and Lockett um I think we're going to continue with the same scheme we're going to limit um beast mode in my opinion who is not in game shape uh uh, what's his name, Robert Turbin, he's not in game shape. I don't even know who their third guy is. Um, I think. Oh, he's we, a little shifty dude. He's a little shifty dude, but at the same time, he's no Saquon Barkley. Um, he's no Ezekiel Elliott. And we're going to force Russell Wilson to scramble. Now, um, that's their X factor. Like, this dude can run. He will just get the first down. He, you, you We're going to see those bootlegs that we did get burned on by Daniel Jones last week. We got to be prepared for that. Um, but overall, if we can get to Russell Wilson, if we can contain him and stop the run, they're not beating us. And I think our defense is healthy enough to where they won't. Um, BG's been playing lights out. The past few games, Fletcher Cox has been eating. Um, Vinnie Curry eating. Um, Derek Barnett, since he's been back, has been dominant. Lane Johnson can play this game. Um, so like I said, I, I really don't have a reason not to pick them because whenever – I think that and eh, this game's gonna be a little bit close. Eh, and I don't know. No, they're actually gonna beat. They're actually gonna come out and win this thing. So I have this game as a little bit of a nail biter, like the past three, four games have been. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this game um, 17-14 Philly. Um, I think it's gonna be close, but I think there's gonna be a lot of punts. Um, but I think if Boston Scott continues to dominate, Miles Sanders comes back and continues to ball out like he has. Yo, shout out to Miles Sanders. Like, in my opinion, front-runner rookie of the year. Um, that kid with every single carry has been more and more confident. The game has slowed down for him. He, he's very patient. He waits for the hole to open up, and he gashes defenses. Um, Michael Kendrick's also on the Seahawks defense. That kid that kid's out, and we, and he used to be an eagle. And that dude is a great coverage linebacker that they're going to sorely miss mm-hmm. um, in this playoff game. So, like I said, from the owner to the front office, to the coach, to our culture, we've bought in. Um, we're, in we're in it to win it. We're underdogs. We're here to silence haters, and I think we're going to get this win. And I'm looking forward to – I'm calling it now to Dejon Jackson coming back in the second round and doing damage um, and, sp- and spacing that offense even more and creating a headache for those Saints. Mm-hmm. and i'll talk about that later once we get there yeah i'm, I'm talking kind of cocky right now but i'm really excited about this game on sunday
1: yeah well i mean rightfully so that's fine i have the same low score now i don't have the same winner mm-hmm. i sat with this ever since you know like the season ended right and i was thinking like okay well who who am i picking and then it's not just picking a team just to pick a team right i feel like you have to have a reason why mm-hmm. um I do give the Eagles the advantage. Um, uh, Eagles keys to victory, right? First, first one being at home. Mm-hmm. Um, your guys' fan base is loud. It's mm-hmm. not Seattle. It's, it's not Seattle, but it's You're the right. way that, like, I wish people would understand this. Not saying you don't or, or nobody does, but it's the way that Seattle Stadium is constructed. It's the that the noise that comes in. in, right? Yes. So, so yeah. So I mean, you don't, you don't have. I mean be thankful that you're playing Seattle at home versus in Seattle, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be a so, different situation. So I give you guys the home field advantage one. Um, if you all can contain Russell Wilson, who cares about anybody else in the sense of this? Russell dictates what goes on, right? If you uh, can contain him and keep him from scrambling and getting yards, right? Mm-hmm. Um and scrambling around and throwing these ridiculous passes that, that he consistently does. Yeah, that he consistently does. If you can limit those, you won't stop them. If you can limit those, that gives yourself that gives you guys a good chance. The reason I say that is because you guys can pound the football. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's December. It's the playoffs. That's typically how it goes. Right. Carson can obviously throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, you need your guys, your pass catchers, to actually catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, So it starts with limiting Russell Wilson and being able to obviously get your offense going. I think your defense will be fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think any one of their running backs is going to have any sort of a record day. No. But because the scores are so close Mm – The reason I give it to the Seahawks is because Russell Wilson, like you see it on these uh, Amazon Web Service commercials, the next-gen stats and all Mm -hmm. that crap, was these catch probabilities is like 6% or -hmm. whatever. I don't know how he does it, and I think because him still being small plays to his advantage Mm -hmm. where he goes to scramble and your linebackers can't see him because they have these big dudes in front of them, and they're trying to spy and stay with him. I can see him scrambling around, getting you know the how they put the gold like distance like the f- field goal range right. little line across the thing he always seems to be able to find it so that is the only reason i'm going to pick the seahawks um but, again, just like I said in the Patriots-Dolphins game, I would not have been surprised if the Patriots won. Mm-hmm. I will not be surprised if the Eagles win. Right? Um, like I said, by no stretch will it be a blowout. I don't think one way or the other, whoever ends up winning. Mm-hmm. I think that will be the closest game out of the two um, on Sunday. Right. But I will give the nod to the Seahawks. But, like I said – I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles win. But either way, I'm still going to go 14-17. Right.
0: And honestly, look, if we do win this game, and I know I was talking cocky earlier, um, we have— you're in the playoffs. You're supposed to. You're supposed to a little bit. Um, I would love to go into Lambeau and beat the Brakes off of uh, Aaron Rodgers and that defense again. I'll say this. Cause that is, I
1: mean, that's t- these are two winnable games, dude. Right. I was about to say, if you guys make it to the second round, I, I like, there's no way. Well, there's always a way. But I would go with the Eagles, um, very convincingly. I I don't know. It's something about the Packers where. Yes, they're a good team. They didn't get to that first round bye by mistake. Um and I think they play in a decent division, right? But the first round bye is against the whole conference, so right. like yeah, they played well enough. I don't think they can beat you guys, even if you do go to Lambeau Field. No, because we're gonna run it down their throats again, right? And I just I don't think that they have enough. So no. you know, it it'll make for a, a better show. You mm-hmm. know, obviously next week if if you guys can advance uh, this weekend, but mm-hmm. I mean we'll see we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll definitely but, see. Um, and then just real quick, around the league, um, let's see. The first coach that was let go was Freddie Kitchens in um, Cleveland. They've also just let go of their GM. That was yesterday, I believe. Um, Tom Coughlin got let go as whatever front office personnel he was mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Um, Giants let go of, was it Pat Shermer? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they let him go. Um, it's two years of nothing. Right. Right. Uh, Let's see. The Redskins hired Ron Rivera, which we had been talking about. um, I was excited about, especially once the Panthers let him go four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's vested interest there. A good friend of mine that I grew up with, It's his his uncle. Um, But either way, he's still a good coach. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I think he brings a lot of discipline. He brings a lot of culture. Um, And I think that's really what. A lot of the like our team was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody always would make the jokes with Jay Gruden being there. It was just Club Jay, mm-hmm. uh, very player friendly and things of that nature. Now, just because like Ron Rivera is a disciplinarian and he's structured and you know he's preaches accountability and all those types of things, doesn't mean he's an asshole. Or his players don't like him. Right. Um. I don't know if you saw like once. Once it hit yesterday, uh, there was uh, players, like former players of his, mm-hmm. that were like tweeting and basically saying the Redskins uh, players should be happy. Like, you know, they're basically about to have the best time of their career mm-hmm. because he's able to get the most out of them. Um, so that'll be fun to see. Hopefully that does pan out. Uh, we did hire Jack Del Rio as our defensive coordinator. Yes, you did. Um Bill uh, Callahan was let go. Um, I believe only five total coaches and assistants were were retained to interview with Rivera today. Mm -hmm. It does look like they're going to keep offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell, which Dwayne Haskins was lobbying for. Um, I think that's crucial um, right. and vital to Haskins' uh, development. There's already that comfortability there. Uh, by now, they've figured out which plays they can and can't run. Mm-hmm. What they need to really fully work on in the off season, um, as far as plays and the the understanding of the plays, comfortability, that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Set aside footwork and and all that type of stuff. But uh, so that'll be good if they if 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 it is confirmed. Um, you know that they keep Kevin O'Connell. Uh, at least for next year, because you you see that it's like the Jason Campbell effect, right? The right. We drafted him. I think he was with us five seasons. Every year we had a different offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. so it's hard to get to get going. Um, so I think that that'll help. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to the four three defense versus the three four. Oh yeah, because um, that's that's what that's where we uh, have our bread and butter. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean. Ron Rivera's track record speaks for itself. You're going to get people who say, you know, whatever they want, good or bad. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Same thing with Jack Del Rio. I will say in their coaching tenures, like when Jack Del Rio is a defensive coordinator, I believe he had none of his defense ranked outside the top five. Right. And Rivera hasn't had one outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right right away – it immediately makes your defense better. Right. um, Which does help. Now if our offense can not go three and out Mm -hmm. uh, and give the defense a chance to rest, I think that that would help. Absolutely. um, You know, we picked number two in the draft, so that would be interesting to see who wants to jump up and, you know, trade or this and that because, and we'll get into it more, obviously, once the Super Bowl is done and we start doing draft stuff. Um, Did you hear that the other day? Something about Tua was talking about going back for one more year. Yeah, dude. Like, I that's crazy to me. Like, yeah. I, I like
0: even after the injury, he's like, Nah, Doug, I gotta finish a full season. Like, like later for this, I'm not, I'm not leaving any doubt or anybody to say, Well, he's injured. How good is he gonna be in the NFL? No, I'm gonna come back to college. I'm gonna dominate again, and I'm gonna prove that I am a top five pick. Um, I and honestly, um, congratulations to him for betting on himself and saying, Hey, I'm gonna get healthy, and I'm gonna prove to you why I am a top five pick. So good for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Now, right. to me that doesn't play if the Redskins and, and Ron Rivera and company had the idea of trading back I mm. think if there was that clamor for Tua you know what I mean mm-hmm. where everybody knows Burrow's going number one overall so I'd say the strat the, this draft really does start with Washington right. um, if there really isn't that interest you don't trade back just for the sake of trading back um, no there has to be value there because Absolutely. obviously there is Chase Young and I mean again when we start doing draft profiles like we did last year yeah uh, man. We, can, we can get into that is he a generate generational talent I don't know you know, mm-hmm. nobody really knows, um, but it'll be interesting to see. He went to DeMatha; he's from the area, yeah. Um, so you bring him home, so to speak. Who yeah. knows? Um, but either way, um, I'm excited, and 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 I really think Redskins fans should be excited. A hundred percent with the the hiring of Ron Rivera. Bruce Allen is gone. Um, the hashtag #FireBruceAllen on social media. Uh, well, more importantly, Twitter. Uh, seem to work. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I mean, we would be crazy to think that Dan Snyder hasn't seen that. You know what right. I mean? Now, is that the reason he was gone? No, hell no. I don't know. We, but, s- we all saw this coming. Right. So I. it almost seems like Dan Snyder's learning. Um, And people could. It's like being a president, right? You're never going to make everybody happy. So no. why try? But if it took Dan 20 something years to figure it out. To say okay, maybe this is really how we have to do it. This is how we have to do it because apparently a couple months ago he had hired some outside sources like consultants to help him um, as far as the direction of of basically running a, a a franchise and you know who who are your top coaching candidates this that and the third right um, and all that type of stuff. So if if that's what it was and that's how they landed on on Rivera, I do know that after the Redskins game, Rivera was high on our young receiving core mm-hmm. um, and some of our key players. So that'll be good to, you know, that he he wanted to come here. It wasn't like Sne- Snyder just threw a bunch of money at him like he typically does, or that's what he's rumored to always do is just throw money at somebody. Right. So that's good. Um, The one job I'm interested to see who fills would be the Cleveland Browns job. Yeah, dude, because you're like, it's like you have to turn the team around in one year or else you're gone. gone.
0: Um. I and don't know what you they're get gonna hired do, as a or, GM, or Dorsey was out in two years, right? Um, but apparently, the front runner for that job, everybody on every media network is saying it's going to be um, a college guy. No, it's the um, the old coach for the Packers. It's um, M- McCarthy. Yeah, I uh, could uh, see Mike McCarthy. McCarthy, and I think he can turn that around just because. He's the type of guy who was obviously as successful as I don't know what with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, but also he's also the type of guy who's going to look um, Baker Mayfield in the, aisle into the eye and tell him, dude, you're not that special. Yeah. Um, we do have a full complement of top-tier receivers. Um, we're going to help you and hopefully develop you to become better, but if you're not doing what you need to do, you're gone, dude. Right. Um, I think he also is the type of coach that's going to sit there and tell Baker Mayfield to his face, like, cut the commercials, bro. Um, you tried to be famous before actually doing anything on the field. Right. Um, we're gonna shut all that down. You're not gonna talk anymore. You're not gonna respond to pans anymore. Um, you're not gonna go on TV shows and defend yourself with uh, with how you've been playing when clearly within the past year you've been trash. You're just gonna sit, you're gonna show up, for. you're gonna be the first one in the building, last one out, and I don't wanna hear a peep. So I think Mike McCarthy with that level of talent will be fine because he's had that level of talent in Green Bay. Remember he had Jordy Nelson, he had Randall Cobb, all those guys. So I think that would be the perfect coach for for that team. Um, But going back to Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio out in D.C., What I love about that pick, not as an Eagles fan, but as a a football fan, is what this guy does with defenses. Um, This guy finds ways to literally shut people down and consistently dominate on that side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what he does with you guys and possibly seeing if they can somehow retool Josh Norman a little bit, um, fix that secondary a little bit, Um, just you know rekindle that fire in your defense not that your defense was bad this season well, but also put them in a position to do better like you said switching to that 4-3 like i'm really interested and intrigued in seeing what this man does with this defense cuz i no coach is going to go somewhere in which there is a team that they can't fix or they think that they can turn into a championship-caliber team over uh, over a period of time. So I'm interested to see the moves that this guy makes.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, The only thing that does worry me is uh, he's not an offensive guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Now, (laughs) we clearly need to say that loosely because – these are NFL coaches. Right. Right. So they clearly have an understanding of of offenses offenses, because they're shutting them shits down every week. Right. But I will say this. I am worried in the sense of, how uh, what is that gonna do for haskins mm-hmm. development um again, if you keep Kevin O'Connell on, I think there's a good chance he can continue to develop and grow absolutely um there's a lot of doubters I mean, you see it on Redskins Twitter all the time saying you know doubtless. is is Kevin McConnell the right guy is he this is he that? I mean, give him a year we'll and see and, what happens and, and and we're not looking to I will say this. Over the last two to three years, I've personally seen a lot of Redskins Nation, should we say, temper expectations. Because I remember years ago. So I first became a fan of 2004, mm-hmm. right? For those who this is the first podcast you're listening to, I'm from California. Right. Um, people ask all the time, well, how are you a Redskins fan? My dad took me to a Redskins preseason game in 2004. Mm -hmm. um, And I just saw the fan base. It was a good atmosphere. It was a preseason game, but I still had a good time. And the rest was history. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Having said that, every year it was, you know, run the dang ball. We're going to Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like, every year. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. we're going to run the ball and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. There None of go. that happened, right? right. Um, it was always, you know, uh, everybody was living in the past, right. the past three Super Bowls. I wasn't around for that. I was alive, clearly, right. but I wasn't here. Um, but I embrace, like, the storied franchise. I embrace the traditions, all those things. Um I don't have unrealistic expectations. To me, if you can go six and ten, you know, eight and eight next year that's, that's, but see vast improvement, your right. defense isn't thirtieth. Right. You know, in your 15 maybe 10 Mm -hmm. you know um but honestly with those two Rivera and del rio i do believe we would be a lot closer reason i say that is we do have talent on our defense you do they were just out of position they were lost a lot of the time right you'd see late communications them pushing people up pushing pushing people over right pulling people in pushing people back like they just were lost all the time right um the thing that you said about josh norman now that's interesting um I do believe they may end up going in a different direction and letting him go. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Rivera has final say over the roster, he obviously knows what he has in Josh Norman, Yes, right? he does. Um Redskin's Twitter clearly, you know, they're like this dude's a bum, my buddy Andre's like this is it, <laughs> this is it for Norman, he's a bum, this is his last game, he's this, <laughs> he's that. You know, so I mean, but we see him get burnt like toast every week, right? right. Um I do think, let me say this, if Rivera decides to retain Norman, I'll trust it. Yeah. Reason is, he coached him before. Yes, he did. Josh, I believe he was a Pro Bowl player that year. Yes, he was. He might have been an All-Pro. I I can't remember. But he was good. He was great. And then they went to the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Those things aren't by mistake. No. So the reason and 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 for people that are redskins fans listening to this shaking their head talking about eddie what in the hell are you talking about just look at preston smith right oh yeah dude. he left this year Mm -hmm. went to green bay and bald has has a career year sometimes you can get more out of players in a different situation yes you can so the change of scenery so to speak same uniform different regime yep different philosophy different culture Mm -hmm. it is almost like going to a whole different team so if they can get more out of norman and norman can accept accountability for what he is or isn't doing it's not that the dude doesn't work hard i've personally been at training camp and we get there super early because we drive from so far away Mm -hmm. he's out there early he's working they practice all day. They do the two a days. Yes, even after do. the second practice, he's still out there. He's doing drills with the DB's coaches mm-hmm. and, and everything else off, off to the side by himself. And then he'll come over and he'll still sign autographs. Right. I don't think anybody has personal, like as far as fans have personal issue with Josh Norman, mm-hmm. um, as, as far as that, that part of it's concerned. Um, but there are people who say he doesn't even work hard. He's this, he just took the money, all these types of things. I tell you just, like I could tell everybody who knows me, I don't get in people's pockets that's mm-hmm. not my thing mm-hmm. he does have talent so if Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio decide to keep him I'm gonna trust it and go from there because what I also do trust is if he is getting burnt right and he continues to get burnt he won't mm-hmm. be playing for a man who can bench Cam Newton for not wearing a tie you best believe if Josh Norman is kept and then getting burnt he won't play mm, oh no not he, at all Hope he, you know what it'll what be it'll be done data well right so you know, I wouldn't burn uh, your Josh Norman jerseys just yet, but mm-hmm. maybe if it's an interest of cap, if Josh isn't willing to restructure, mm-hmm. they can let him go to save money. I mean, all these scenarios are going to all start to, you know, come to fruition and, and, and play out in the coming weeks and months. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. But for now, let us celebrate in Washington. HCTR hell to the Redskins. Uh I would say brighter days are ahead, mm-hmm. um, but for now Eagles nation bird gang you efforts are in the playoffs, yeah, play hard, you never know what'll happen, you know, and, and that's any team, yeah, uh, but like I said, if you guys can get past Seattle, mm-hmm. I do see you beating beating the Packers, yeah, absolutely,
0: and it's like last thing I wanna touch on the last few of these coaching situations, what are the Dallas Cowboys doing? This is like two days post situation. Maybe they're waiting for Jason Garrett's contract or not. I think it's done like January 13th, 14th or whatnot between the 13th and the 14th. 14th. Okay. This dude is sitting in meetings with Jerry Jones. I, I don't know if he's in on the interviews for the next head coach. Maybe he's getting a promotion. I have no idea because yeah. they just like to keep stuff in the family all the doggone
1: time. Right. But like the what have they done mom. within
0: the past what twenty something plus years? Not nothing. Absolute,
1: absolutely nothing. Well, they had two playoff victories. I think it is right.
0: And the and whoever the next coach is for the Cowboys, he's got to be a leader of men. He doesn't have to be a, a pro offensive guy, pro defensive guy. No. You you don't have to be. You have to be a leader. A yeah. leader of you have so much talent and I don't know if they're necessarily gonna get that because they don't wanna have to deal with GM Jerry Jones and have to bark at him all the time because you know they wanna get what they want done inside of that locker room and they don't wanna have to sit there and bark at bark at players and then they go behind his back and go straight to Jerry and say, Hey, coach said this, that, the third about the is this true. No, nobody wants that. So in right. f- long term for the Cowboys to be able to actually make it to another Super Bowl, Jerry Jones has to be an owner and nothing else. Right. Until that happens, until he steps back and lets coaches do what they do best, and you know, be and have the buck stop with the coach. Nothing's going to change. So I don't care who they hire. They're not going
1: to do anything until Jerry Jones steps back. Right. No, no, no. I mean, I completely agree. And that was my biggest thing with the Redskins and Dan Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um everybody's known Snyder as as somebody to meddle and right. and and all that type of stuff, which I mean, I get it, right? If mm-hmm. you if you own a business, who's going to care more about that business than you, right? So right. I get it. But also, sometimes to be successful and to get to that next level is hiring smart people around you that are good and can excel in their specific areas. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the Redskins don't have um, a team president or GM. I think those those will come. Right. Um, they're still floating around, uh, floating around the name uh, Lewis Riddick, mm-hmm. um, the dude um, uh, John Dorsey, yep. who just got let go in. Um, uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There's even talks of the GM that's still currently under contract in Carolina, but could be expected to leave. Um, there's obviously relationship there uh, mm-hmm. with with Ron, so he could come here. I mean, so anything can play out. People are asking, well, shouldn't you hire a GM first, and that GM should pick the coach? Yes, Ron Rivera. There's only one of Ron Rivera. Am I saying he's the best coach? No, I'm not. Right. But what I am saying is there is only one of him. Right. So you go out and you get him, mm-hmm. And from a report that I read, I think it was by Adam silver. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera didn't want to wait <clears throat> forever. Like he wanted to make a quick decision on, on where he would, you know, right. on, on, on accepting an offer. So, mm-hmm. um, met with, met with Dan, everything worked out, you know, Dan Snyder's vision and goal was in a line with Ron Rivera. They agreed to a five year deal. Um, and so the rest is yet to yet to be seen but i could see or i could have seen ron rivera fitting in in dallas except for the whole jerry jones thing yeah no gm no nothing jerry always has the final say he does on like draft picks personnel the whole thing and there was a bunch of reports out there saying oh well that's the only reason rivera would go to the skins The skins is so he can, you know, have final say on draft picks. He can do this. He can do that. And he even said – he's like, I don't want all that. I just want to be able to have final say on my 46-man active roster. Right. So – I mean, clearly he's going to have input on Mm -hmm. who he would like to draft, who he Mm -hmm. would like to target in free agency um, if he so chooses. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, which coach wouldn't? But I think you're always going to run into that issue with Jerry Jones because it's you and then Jerry. Absolutely. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, And I'll be interested to see who gets hired in Carolina. Um, oh absolutely i haven't started seeing reports um of Mm -hmm. who they're trying to bring in yet i've i've been hearing just college coaches that are they're trying to bring up not the panthers per se but Mm -hmm. that gets floated around is that one dude um what's his name rule
0: yeah that name's coming up a lot i don't know much about him but that it's a a name that's pretty proud i believe where's he coach at baylor
1: yeah him, um, yeah,
0: um, and even just around the league, you hear about um Lincoln Riley's name coming yeah, up, Urb- yeah, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer. Com- coming in, um, which would be interesting to see. But with you're bringing in guys like that, they're gonna want control, of course. So, um, well, you got to think, yeah,
1: coming from these college programs where they have all the control, they have all the control, <laughs> um. But Urban Meyer did speak to something about saying, I think he was like, I, I think I'm done coaching type thing. So, but I mean, people say a lot right. and then, you know, whatever ends up happening. But absolutely. Um, I'll say this. It'll be, it will be interesting to see who takes the Giants job. I was that's, just that's about to our, get into that. It's in our division. They do have some talent. There's a couple places that they can fill some holes. Um, and be, like, super competitive next year. And you know who I would love to see? This is me talking as
0: a football fan, not an Eagles fan. I would love to see Jim Caldwell out there, dude. I could H- see it. Him, you know, I mean, and I'm not even talking about the Colts years where he won a Super Bowl because clearly Peyton Manning <laughs> ran that offense. Yep.
1: But, yeah, we'll get into more of all that stuff in the coming weeks, and especially yeah. as the— playoff time wraps up yep but hey that's our time hey we kept you guys long we we yeah. appreciate you sticking with us as always head to our website average this is eddie and marcus episode 27 yeah we up we up